Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, searches for a lead to Butcher Stark's whereabouts, he receives a clue and a warning of trouble for young Robin. Listen to this, Kent. I think we've got something. What is it, Chief? A bulletin from our press service in Chicago. Oh? It says two men were found dead in a wrecked car, but the car wasn't in the smash-up. What? Let me see that. Here. Uh, you think it may be Stark? Well, it certainly looks as if... Hey, what's this? A young boy was found unconscious near the wreck. Great Scott! Dick Grayson! <laughs> You know, gang, I can't think of anything that's more fun than sitting around the campfire at night and telling ghost stories. After a long day spent swimming, boating, playing baseball, or performing any one of the thousand and one activities you find at camp, it feels mighty good to relax after dark and to sit with your pals by the fire, swapping marvelous tales of terror and suspense. Later, of course, when taps is sounded, you go off to your cabin or tent. You're excited and thrilled. And even though you wouldn't admit it to your best buddy, a little scared, too. That's quite normal, though it sometimes takes you a while longer than usual to fall asleep. You listen to all the sounds of the night outside your cabin, branches scraping against the wall, the sighing of the wind, and you wonder whether the tales you've heard of evil spirits might not be true after all. But deep down inside, you know that there aren't really such things as ghosts, goblins, and witches. That's not to say, however, that there aren't evil spirits in the world today. There are evil spirits in the world today, but they aren't supernatural. The evil spirits of today are intolerance, bigotry, greed, disregard for the rights of others. Those are the evil spirits of modern times, and it's up to us, all of us, not to be afraid of them, but to fight them. Fight them and beat them. So do your part, gang. Fight so that the good spirits of today, justice, peace, and brotherhood, may prevail at last 
in all the nations of the world. And now, the adventures of Superman! In order to meet the ruthless killer, Butcher Stark, and withstand the deadly sonic power of his voice, Superman underwent a series of rigorous tests at the sonic laboratory in the mountains, where he pitted his might against the overwhelming power of sound. The result was as unexpected as it was revealing, for the Man of Steel discovered within himself the perfect defense against Stark, a defense based on his unbelievable speed, which he learned sets up a wall of resistance to the deadly sonic power. Now we find Superman in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, back in the offices of the Daily Planet, where, with editor Perry White, he checks police reports from all over the country in an effort to find a trace of Butcher Stark and the Scarlet Widow. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, Kent, but as far as I'm concerned, these reports don't tell us a thing. No, afraid I have to agree with you, Chief. It seems as if every town constable and village sheriff has seen somebody, but not the man we want. Yeah, I know. Well, he's got to be somewhere. He couldn't just vanish. Well, maybe he's holed up and is waiting until things cool off. No, he's been in jail a long time, Chief. I doubt if he has the patience to wait. Besides, he must feel pretty sure of himself with that sonic power of his. Well, we'll just have to keep throwing out feelers for him. On the police of other cities until they turn up something. Yeah, I know, but in the meantime, someone may suffer. Stark may I cut know, loose again. I know, I know, but it can't be helped. Oh, your phone. Maybe it's more news. Uh, very wise speaking. Who? Oh, just a minute. Uh, for you, Ken. It's Bruce Wayne. Oh, thanks. Hello, Bruce. Clark, I'm awfully worried. Why? What's up? Well, you know Robin is visiting in Chicago, don't you? Yes. Well, when I got home last night after the test we ran up at the Sonic Laboratory, I found a wire from him saying he was on the trail of something hot and would try to phone me later in the evening. Oh, swell. Well, why should that upset you? Because he didn't call. I waited until after midnight, then I tried to reach him. And? I couldn't get a hold of him. I called his hotel, I called his friends, and nobody knew where he was. Hmm. Did, did you try again this morning? Yes, and learned that he wasn't at his hotel all night. Uh-oh. The key to his room was never picked up, and he didn't get any of the messages I left for him. I see. Clark, you know I told him about Butcher Stark and asked him to keep an eye open for him. Yes, I know. But I'm afraid he may have got into trouble. Oh, now, look, I wouldn't jump to conclusions, Bruce. But hang it all, where is he? Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll ask Perry White to contact the police commissioner in Chicago. Oh, what's that? Just a minute, Chief. Then they can be on the lookout for him, and we no, can... No, wait, wait. It'd be kind of silly to start a mess like that if Robin was really all right. Oh, don't you worry about that. They'll do it on the QT as a favor to the chief. Oh, look here, Kent. What are you getting me into? I'll explain in a minute, Chief. Okay, Bruce? Well, all right. But if I don't hear anything by tonight, I'm going out there myself. Fine. Now, just you relax. I'll call you later. Thanks, Clark. So long. So long. No, what's this all about? Bruce is afraid something happened to his young friend, Rob... Uh, I mean, Dick Grayson. You see, the, the boy's in Chicago, and Bruce hasn't been able to get hold of him. Oh, I Look, see. Chief, uh, do me a favor and wire the commissioner there, will you? And ask him to have his men look at yeah, hold it, Kent, hold it. Uh, come in. Mr. White. Oh, I am Mr. Kent. Hello, Beanie. Now, what do you want? Miss Lane asked me to give you this. Well, what is it? It's a report from the Chicago office. Just came off the press teletype. She thought you'd want to see it. Oh, thanks. What does it say, Chief? The bodies of two racketeers were found in a wrecked car on the lake shore. Although the car was a total loss, there was no evidence of a crash or explosion, and the causes of death are still a mystery. Great Scott. Do you think it might be... No, wait, wait. There's more. In addition, a boy, identified by papers in his possession as Dick Grayson, was Dick Grayson? some distance from the car and is now in city hospital in serious condition. So that's what happened to Dick. Well, that's Wayne's young friend, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you think he tangled with Butcher Stark? He must have. Chief, please get hold of Inspector Henderson right away. Tell him to get all the details from the Chicago police and then call me at Bruce Wayne's apartment. Hurry, please. Are 
Are you sure, Clark? Maybe it's a mistake. No, I'm afraid not. The way it stacks up now, Robin must have picked up Stark's trail somehow and got mixed up in some job Stark was doing. Why would the young fool want to tangle with Stark? Well, I don't think he did, or he wouldn't be alive now. Stark was apparently after the two men who were found dead, and Robin got too close, so... Oh, I'll take it if you don't mind, Bruce. It may be the chief. Right. Hello. Kent? Yes, Chief. Henderson know anything? He called Chicago and checked for me. Yes? Autopsies on the two men revealed that they were subjected to some unbearable pressure. That clinches it, then. It was Stark. Yes. What about the boy? Uh, he's in pretty bad shape, I'm afraid. Oh? You'd better tell Wayne to get out there as fast as he can. Oh. Uh, when All right. will be back at the office? Uh, I don't know. What? I'm going to Chicago with Bruce. Now, wait a minute. I'll see you when I get back, Chief. You can't do this to me! So long. Clark, what did he say about Robin? Well, he, he didn't know too much, Bruce, so we're going to have to find out for ourselves. When can you leave? Right now. Good. Get set to go by Superman Express. Off with these clothes. Why was I can get you there in no time as Superman. Thanks, Clark. There we are. Now, you set? Check. All right. Up with this window. Hang on now. Right. Next stop, Robin's bedside at the hospital. Up! Up! And away! say you're young Grayson's guardian, Mr. Wayne. Yes, Doctor. Dick's lived with me ever since he was orphaned. I see. How is the boy, Doctor? Well, I, I don't know quite how to tell you. What do you mean? Well, will he... Will he... Mr. Wayne, I'm afraid you've arrived too late. Oh, no. Are you sure, Doctor? Isn't there something... I'm sorry, Superman. Nothing short of a miracle can save the boy's life now. He's beyond human help. Sympathetic but apparently helpless, the kindly Doctor somberly pronounces a grim verdict while Superman and his friend Batman stand by the side of a hospital bed on which lies the still rigid figure of young Dick Grayson, better known as Robin. Is there really nothing that can be done for him? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the gripping climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Suppose, fellows and girls, that when you woke up one morning, everything from breakfast to bedtime seemed to go wrong. Nothing seemed to go smoothly. Suppose it started off when you left for school. Perhaps it was raining, and then you hadn't gone a step outside your door before a group of older boys jumped on you and tried to beat you up. Well, you shook them off. But then when you got to the school, your teacher told you that, frankly, she'd rather you weren't in her class because, well, because she didn't like your racial background or where your parents came from. And suppose that during the afternoon, some of your playmates decided they didn't want you around anymore because, because you were of a religion different from theirs. Now, you wouldn't like it very much, would you? It would make you very unhappy, as it makes those to whom it happens far too often. But it could happen to you. It's not impossible, and it could be very humiliating. It might happen on a day when everyone had forgotten to put into practice a golden rule, which, as you know, is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That gang is a precious bit of philosophy, and the world becomes a better place to live in every time people remember to practice the golden rule. Because the golden rule is an easy one to remember. One that can make you and your friends and neighbors happy all the days of your life. The United Parents Association begs that you keep it in mind. And always, always, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Stunned by the doctor's pronouncement of Robin's grave condition, Batman stands at the boy's bedside, grief-stricken, as Superman questions the doctor. But what is it? 
What's wrong with him? He suffered a great physical shock, Superman. A traumatic condition. It seems to be impossible to rouse him. But, Doctor, have you tried everything? Everything, Mr. Wayne. From plasma to every known drug, and it's had no effect. There must be something else. There must be. Easy, Bruce, easy. Look, Doctor, isn't it possible to counteract a shock such as he suffered by administering another shock? Yes, and that's the only thing we haven't tried yet, because... Well, it should be done with electricity, but I'm afraid the boy couldn't stand it. His heart might fail. Well, uh, what about... What about extreme cold? No, we've tried that. Ice baths don't help. I'm not thinking of ice baths, Doctor. Listen, will you let me try to revive him? You? But what can you do? I can give him a shock comparable to the one he received by carrying him up to the sub-freezing temperatures of the stratosphere. But he, he couldn't breathe up there. He'll only be up there for a few seconds. How about it? Do you think it might work? Well, it might do it, but I'm in no position to permit it. It's not up to me to gamble with the boy's life. What do you say, Bruce? You're his legal guardian. Will you trust me to help him? Well, I... I... Can you help him, Superman? I think so. But it's a gamble. Well, if you think so, it's no gamble. Go ahead. All right, come on, Dick. Hold on, like this. Well, just what are you going to do with him? What I told the doctor. Give him a shock to match the one he received. Okay, stand by. We'll be back soon. Very well. Take care of him, Superman. You know I will, Bruce. Out! Up! And away! <laughs> Robin tenderly in his arms, Superman rockets into the sky, forging thousands of feet upward with every powerful thrust of his legs. The air grows thin and cold, bitterly cold, and the man of steel watches Robin's face closely. Come on, boy. Come on, snap out of it. The precious seconds pass quickly and there is no reaction. Robin's face is still pale and set, but then as Superman wheels up through the frigid stratosphere, there is a sudden change. The boy's lips turn blue. His chest labors painfully as he fights for life-giving oxygen. But his eyes remain closed. Has Superman taken too much of a chance? Has he gambled with Robin's life only to lose? We'll find out in tomorrow's action-packed episode, gang, so don't miss it. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 12 of The Voice of Doom on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Nix and his straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> 